Hi there, I'm Christina Italic, your host, and this is the Bold Beyond Podcast, where our pop-up perspectives evoke something bigger. This podcast is a battle cry to be bold beyond your edges and stop contorting yourself into a life three sizes too small. So if you know what it's like to bend, shrink, and tone yourself down to fit inside of a life that just doesn't fit, and you are done closeting your creative dreams, or if you're bumping up against your edge and you want to go beyond, you're in the right place. We are turning up the volume on creativity for you to take up more space and step into your boldest self. Even if you're feeling like life has dialed up the heat too high, charring your cheeks, don't worry. You so got this. And when you don't, I've got you covered. From growing up in poverty to building a successful career in neuroscience to leaving it all behind, reconnecting to my own creative calling to now performing on stages from Los Angeles to New York City, I know a thing or two about what it takes to follow your whispers, trust yourself deeply, and rewrite your story to fit all your edges. So stay tuned for unconventional perspectives from guests who have been right where you are in their own life, their art, and their careers. We are lifting the veil and telling all the secrets of how they did it with tons of fun surprises along the way to ignite your own creative fire and simple practices to shift you out of perfectionism and into your boldest self so you can live all your bigness. So come curious and get ready to evoke something bigger. Welcome back to another episode of Bold Beyond. I'm your host, Christina Italic. If this is your first time joining me and this podcast, then let me tell you a little bit about it. It's all around disrupting our everyday lives and talking about what it actually takes to go beyond our edges and stop contorting ourselves into a life three sizes too small and fully step into our boldest self. I am so glad you're here and I can't wait for you to meet today's guest. So let's dive in. If you have been holding yourself back or struggling with self-love and you want to rewrite that story for yourself, then you are going to love our guest today, which is Miss Cheryl. She is courageous and a creative badass. There truly is no other way to say it. She has made her way through life expressing herself one way or the other. She began knitting, sewing, and crafting at a young age. Then she went on to study fashion design and textile and has been a woven jacquard designer for 30 years. And now she is fully submerged in her newest endeavor, which we are actually going to be talking about today, her multimedia art show, Flesh and Soul. Cheryl, I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Did I say that right? Jacquard? Jacquard. Yeah. Jacquard. Basically, okay. yes. Jacquard. Okay. It's okay. A <laughs> it's a fancy word. I love it. So we're going to be diving into all things your art show and talking about your journey of what got you here and this tangled web between body image and self-worth. So are you ready to dive in? I'm ready. Okay. So why don't you, okay, so we've just announced you're doing this multimedia art show and it's called Flesh and Soul. Why don't you take us back a little bit and tell us how this show even came to life? Like, what was it for you? How did it get birthed? Oh boy. Um, (laughs) Well, a lifetime of struggling with compulsive eating and overweight, being overweight uh, is like the backbone for this whole thing. And um, I... I'm a creative and I'm in a writing circle 
And in that writing circle, we get some prompts. And one of the prompts was, what would your body say if it could talk? Mm. And that prompt just sent me spinning. (laughs) Honestly, I went to bed that night and just had visions of my body naked photographs. Like it was like in my brain Mm. all night long. And I just thought, no, like, no, no, and no. Um, But I woke up the next day and I just knew that I needed to have a photo shoot Mm. of myself and really see my body and listen to my body and kind of uh, make friends with my body or see Mm. it in a different way. And so I asked my daughter to come over and, um, well, I called her and I said, Hey, honey, I said, can you do me a kind of personal favor? And her response was, if it has anything to do with your vajayjay, no. (laughs) And I said, well, it doesn't really, but sort of, but anyway, come over and take pictures of me. So we ended up having this really beautiful Mm. photo shoot. And in the end, the pictures I realized were from her eyes, you know, it, Mm. it, it was very tender and sweet. And so long story short, I made a video of myself and I wrote poetry to go with it. And I shared this video with my writing circle and the instant Mm. response was, Oh my God, this is beautiful and powerful. And this needs to get out there. And I was like, what? No. What do you mean? Like put it on the internet? Like what does out there mean? And I I was just like, no, 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 no. And so that just went on the back burner and um, time passed. This was right at the beginning of the pandemic and uh, time passed and it kept coming up. People, when anytime I would bring up that video or show it to someone new, like I would show it to some Mm -hmm. close friends or my sister and, um, it would get the same response. And I just kept, it was, it was nagging at me really. What do they mean? This has to get out there. And somehow, well, then I took a workshop and um, was doing a meditation. I forgot what the, what the journey was a guided meditation, but somehow I got to the point where I was seeing myself, seeing my body with all these little bundles of fat inside my body. And then they turned into bundles of love. And then they turn into hearts and cages. And I'm like, what is this? And then when I was finished with it, I I was like, I want to draw that somehow. I want to draw this body full of hearts and cages. And I'm not an artist and I don't draw. And I'm like, I don't know how the heck I would ever do that. But the idea of drawing myself came from that. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I was showing the video to one of my friends, one of my best friends. So now about six months had passed. Oh no, a year and a half had passed since the... Um, since I first made the video and, um, she said, um, oh my gosh, Cheryl, this is amazing. Like this has mm-hmm. to get out there. And then I told her how I said, you know, it's a sad video. The poetry is sad because that's how I felt about myself. Mm-hmm. I said, I could do another video and it could be happy. It could be the same photo shoot. I could crop the pictures in a different way, write different poetry because yes. I don't always feel sad about myself. I have all the feelings mm-hmm. and everything in between. I said, maybe I could show the first video at the beginning of the show, paint myself. I don't know where that came from. And then <laughs> do another video at the end. That was a little happier. And so the idea of the show came to life there in that conversation. And then a month, a couple, no, actually just a couple of weeks later, I went on a retreat. This is like a series of events that happened. I went on a retreat where I shared my idea for a show with other ladies mm-hmm. and everyone was just sparked by the idea and behind it. And I just felt the support and the energy from everyone. And I proclaimed myself artist, which was scary for me mm-hmm. right there because 
literally, I mean, I, I did go to art school for designing, but never consider myself an artist, never painted to show people. And I proclaim myself artist at that workshop. I screamed it off the mountaintop. I am creative. Wait, was that the was that the one that I was? Oh my gosh, I was so facilitating. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, I so remember this. Yes, Yes. and you claimed it. And then what did did. you shout? Oh my god! I shouted, "I am woman. I am creator. I am artist." Off the mountain by myself, and I'm like, and then at the the last at the end of the retreat, we circled up, and I stepped into that circle and just boldly claimed, "I am artist." And left there knowing that I needed to carve out some time to paint, like to get this mm-hmm. ball rolling. So that was middle of November. And I decided the week after Christmas, I was going to clear out some time and start painting and see how this goes. So then I, I said, all right, I'm going to find myself a space where I can set up all my stuff and not clean it, not have to clean it up. I can just keep going back to paint, to paint, yeah. pick up where I left off. And literally like two weeks later, I'm sitting in my neighbor's front yard who I, this is, I met her for the first time. I had met her husband a couple of times. They moved in in like October. And so it was the first time I was meeting her and I was, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a designer. I'm an artist. I'm, I'm actually looking for a place to paint. And she's like, oh, I'm a graphic designer. I'm a painter. And I, she's like, you can paint in the top of my garage. And so she just let me use the top of her garage. And she was so excited to have creative energy there. It was like all the pieces just fell into place for me to begin this journey. And so I did. I painted for a week. I probably painted, Mm -hmm. I think, six or seven paintings in that first week. And I thought, okay, I can do this. And I'm on the journey. And then I just continued to paint after that. And and then then, then it became something else. You know, when I said I'm going to do a show for my friends, I thought, oh, 10 of my friends will come, you know, I didn't even know what I meant by that, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And as I painted and painted and bumped up against all kinds of emotions and just, it's very complex, this whole relationship mm-hmm. we have with our bodies. Um, I painted for nine months and it's kind of ironic that that's the amount of time it takes to birth a baby or the gestation period. Mm-hmm. Now that I look back on that um, and then wrote the whole time because I'm in that writing circle, just wrote through it all and ended up um, realizing that this was bigger, you know, and this Mm. is really a show. And, and I ended up um, deciding to write a book. So I I ended up pulling all these pieces that I had written in my, in the, in the writing circle and they correlated with the art magically, you know, or not. And it made this beautiful coffee table mm-hmm. art book along with the show. And so once I stopped painting, started like putting the show into action, like how am I, where am I going to do this show? How am I going to get the money to do it? Had to do a Kickstarter, which is a whole monster in itself. Mm-hmm. If anyone's ever done a Kickstarter before, I did a $20,000 Kickstarter um, and then started planning, you know, when I'm going to have the show. So that's the very long version, <laughs> very oh, long answer I have like I have like layers that I want to talk about because I hear the layers of the story and the journey and the reconnecting to your body and just that whole journey and then I hear the artist journey of like you started just as an expression for yourself and Mm -hmm. that it didn't start as something and I think so often creatives or artists who are starting they go like well I want to create an art show or I want to, I want to be able to be a poet or I want to write a book. 
And it's like, that is what they start with. And I think it kind of, um, oftentimes it can stifle and then it has to go directed. Like all of a sudden, now all of our energy, all of our focus now becomes directed at it has to be this thing Mm -hmm. versus just getting started and being messy and just being like, I don't know where it's going, but it's freeing me up. This is my expression. I'm just exploring. I also heard how you ask for things. You wouldn't ask for a space. You're like, Hey, no, anybody. Cause I want to start doing this. Didn't have the space. You just asked. Then you started the Kickstarter. So like all of that right there, like, I'm like, you just opened your mouth and asked. And then the stepping into the artistry of not the intention of it being things you created and people saw it. Mm. Can Go I comment ahead. on that? Yeah. It's really important. So a year, so I did that video in June and then I was on this path of like, I want to create something just like you're describing. I wanted to, so I, I got the, the, uh, URL, um, bloom. I wanted to paint flowers and colors and have this whole series of like stationary. And I didn't know what, but I started like, I'm going to paint and I'm going to make it all about color and nature because I love those two things. And I want to, I want to create product. I've always wanted to create product. Mm -hmm. That's just what I, I have little sentences and affirmations from way, way, way back. I want to create beautiful products that everybody loves that inspire and da, 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 da. Yes. So I was on a mission to do this thing and it was called bloom. And it didn't work because I was forcing myself to paint like flowers and it just, it didn't work. There was no magic behind it. And so when I look back and I, so I I did it a little bit and then I put it aside. And then when I started this painting, there was so much more to it. Mm -hmm. It was authentic and organic. And I mean, if you would have told me that I was going to take my greatest pain and the thing that I carry the most shame around out into the world happily, I would have laughed in your face, like, Mm -hmm. um, no way. And, and I just want to say that I, I, what you just said about, you know, I'm going to write a book, you know, and it's like, if you start from there, rather than I'm going through this and I want to express it somehow, like that's what happened. And that's why that's part of the magic of this, this show and this journey is that it was an organic as you said, mm-hmm. just self-expression and yeah. turned into something more because it was impacting people. When I shared mm-hmm. it, they were, it was, there was impact there. And I was like, oh, is this something like, mm-hmm. and it felt good to be witnessed in my pain, which didn't know that either. <laughs> you know, it was, right. it was magic, just all of it. I think, oh, again, there's so many things I want to comment on. And it also is like, I think in this world that it is like the quantity right now is like push, 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 get it out there, get it out there more and more and more, like just produce, just produce, just produce. And I think some art is that way. I think some, I, I have no judgment on it, but I think where it limits people and often I find people don't even get started and, or even give themselves the time to step in and explore it is when we think oh, it has to be good to start. It has to be clear to start. It has to get out. And this took a long time. And what I'm hearing from you is that you also became somebody during this process. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because it sounds like if this was your greatest shame and it just became this place for expression to find like your voice with it, to explore it, that's a very different place than putting your art out there and, and taking a stand on it. Right. Like that's a massive, like 
uh, spectrum to be over here than to get here. And I think that too is when you're talking about art is another process that we don't give enough reverence to. And I think people quit because they're not good yet. And I put that in quotes because it's not the thing that they thought they should be having. Mm. And the whole part that I'm hearing from you is like, this became the story from you and your body. And then you're like, just exploring it. And then the vision came and then it took a long time, but then you're like, I'm going to go paint and I'm going to go do this. And then I show it to a few friends and they're like, Oh, wow. It's okay. Okay. So you start hearing it and you still can't see it, but you can hear it. Okay. So weird, but I don't have any idea. This is my biggest shame. I want to hide it. I want to keep it. I don't want to tell the world. And then here, and I think this is the messy, chaotic process of art, especially art that comes from our souls, that comes from our um, vulnerabilities, our authenticity, our own journeys. And I think it is why most people don't keep going with it. And mm. I've seen your journey and witnessed it and it has been exquisite. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted you on here is to talk about that because I think so many people never get started because there's this preconceived idea. And I think one of the most harmful ones is I need to be good. We never allow ourselves, especially as adults, I should say rarely, I'm sure some do, but I would say rarely do we give ourselves permission to explore, to be curious and for it not to be good. Mm. Cause I think we're so conditioned to have that good lens on that I'm making art, it has to be pretty or it has to be good. And I think when we remove that and we allow ourselves in this messy place, I mean, like, I have no idea. And the curiosity, I think that's when the art starts telling us too. You're like, whoa. And you even said it, this is bigger than me. And I'm like, yeah. Well, yes to what you're saying regarding the art. Mm -hmm. Also in the stepping out, like what is, you know, I part of this whole process has been, what is my message? I'm not, I, I did not physically transform yet. Okay. So was that my intention to heal myself? Does healing myself include transforming my body? Mm -hmm. So I'm still in that. I'm mm -hmm. still, in that. yes, I want to transform my body if I'm being 100% transparent because I want to feel good in my skin mm -hmm. and I want to be healthy. Um, but not just in the, oh, I want to be healthy. It's like, I want to be by, I want to feel vibrant and full, yes. you know, yeah. that I have vitality and I'm getting older, I'm middle-aged and, you know, things are starting to hurt. And it's like, I don't want to go down. I want to maintain, I want to, I want to feel the fire inside mm. on the outside. You know, I, my outsides don't really match my insides at this point. So yes, I want to transform my outsides. Mm -hmm. However, I think there's something in society about feeling like we have to be there before we can bring it to the public. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's one of the most important things about what I'm doing is that I'm just here mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm here and I'm doing it. So I'm being honest AF, you know, in my yeah. delivery, in my art, in my sharing, the things that I share and read the spoken word part of my show is really, really vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that our society is like, you know, look at me, I'm fabulous. Don't you want to be like me? Let me tell you how I did it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't think that that always feels attainable to people. Mm -hmm. 
know, it's like you want to look like that or be like that or have that. Yet there's, you know, there's, that's, there's so much behind that. It's like, here I am. I am, I am who I am. I'm being honest. I'm in the process and it is a Mm -hmm. slow and steady alchemizing of wounds. That's my, Mm -hmm. that's my line. This journey is a slow and steady alchemizing of wounds. And yes, I have healed in lots of ways and I'm going to continue to heal and hopefully I'll transform in front of everyone's eyes through the years. Um, and even if I don't, I'm still doing something important for me yeah. and for others. So, um, and the art, it's funny when you you say about the art having to be good. I still forget there's art when I, when I go through the show. It's like, I put out all the art and I'm like, oh my God, I'm an artist. Like, and this art looks damn good. Like, you know, I don't like to use the word good, but I forget there's beautiful art here yeah. too. Like there's so much more to the show than just, it's not just an art show. Mm-hmm. It's an experience. And like one of my friends who's been with me through this whole process, she had never seen the the art before in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just took the show to Miami last month, which was amazing. Okay. And she lives there. So she got to go and she said, oh my God, like just mm-hmm. the impact and, and art has life to it. It has, mm-hmm. it has energy. So when you're surrounded by the actual art there's a whole magic that happens it's really really hard to explain and so exciting for me to and I I still really don't quite get this that I created this space this experience this energy and I'm part of that and it always like humbles me it's like whoa this is a lot (laughs) you know it's it's a lot yeah you know I created you were the catalyst for it and as you were just talking about healing, um, this has been a common theme on these calls and these conversations about healing seems to be a destination anymore. Mm. And I feel like healing isn't a destination. Healing is in the now. Sometimes it's radical self-acceptance to this. This is just what it is right now. Mm. Right. And sometimes we don't ever get alleviated from the symptoms. Right. Right. Sometimes we're learning how to weave and create and mm. to merge and integrate the wounds. And I personally believe that those wounds, those differences, those lens with which we look through life, the, the trauma that we've experienced, the wounds that lay on our backs are what make our point of view so rich and so unique and that they're not what taints us but actually are what makes us the gem and makes our expression worthy of existing, worthy of being seen and heard and like coming to life, whatever that is. So as you're talking, I also like hear that. And I know this art show and I have the pleasure of also having the book. So it's exquisite and incredible and beautiful And it's just artfully done. And anybody just go get the book, go to the show too, but it's just incredible. And it is an experience. And I think that's the other part. Like I feel like such a time are we in that this art show is exactly what is needed. It's these times. This is more than just going and being the observer. This is the experience. This is coming alive. This is witnessing somebody's story, somebody's life in front of you. And we all know this. I know you and I have talked about this. So it, it's 
the themes when we create art and they're so personal, they become universal. And you even talk about that. And I think that's what we see in your art show. It's that it's so personal, yet we can find ourselves in it. And it brings us together and those in the room who are in the same room with it, it just like merges you and you can feel the tapestry and you're like, wow, her story is my story. The situation, the texture might be different, but I know what it feels like to have shame. I know what it feels like to be vulnerable. I know what it feels like to have self-hatred. I know what it feels like to not feel unworthy, right? I have chills, literally chills. At, and at every single show, women of all sizes, it's, and a lot of times it's the tiny women that come up and they, they're they like, I resonate with every word I'm reading, yes. with every word that you spoke. Um, it's, that's what's, what's teaching me. It's universal. It's not, and it's helping me because, you know, we judge ourselves sometimes because of the size we are, the way we look. And when we realize that women of all sizes, I mean, I know this part of me intellectually knows this, you know, everyone's got their stuff. And when you hear it from someone who's just experienced your journey and your pain, it really levels the playing field, you know, and it's, that's healing. And yes. it, and it takes both sides. It takes people coming to the show and experiencing it to have compassionate eyes for someone like me, mm-hmm. as well as um, having more compassion for themselves mm-hmm. and it's really magical what happens there. It's, it's difficult to explain. I'm, I'm finding better words to explain the show. Now it's not just a multimedia art show. It's, it's an experience and it's mm-hmm. saying it's hard to explain helps because it really is hard to explain. Yeah. As you're talking, I was also just thinking of like what I feel the the other part that is so beautiful that the show does it really It reminds us that we're human first. Mm-hmm. That's what it is when we come together in these spaces that we're human first. Like, I think, you know, it's half the reason why this show got started is that there's so many. If you have credentials, you need to be something. If you have certain credentials, you need to know something. You have these credentials, you have to be really good at this. And it's like all these things start piecing us and like compartmentalizing us. And I think when we remove all the labels, we remove all the titles, we remove all the, well, I should know this, or I'm the expert in this, or I, we see that we're human and that your journey, although I didn't walk that journey, I have my own, but I'm like, wow, she's talking to me. Mm-hmm. And then I get to be in the space that, she, and it, that is what I feel like your show does. I also feel that's the power of art, especially when we don't try to contrive it to make it something. Mm. And I, I mean, think, go ahead. I did create art so that I could have a show. However, it wasn't like, oh, this one will look good in the show. You know, it was like, oh, I want to express this now. What else can I express? What am I feeling right now? Mm-hmm. How do I feel about that picture of myself that I, how could I paint that so that it, it articulates an emotion, you know, that it was, yes, I'm creating a show with the paintings and not in, not in a contrived way. It was a very, um, organic way. And it was help because I, I wanted to paint things. It made me dig deep. 
Yeah. Which was then like, oh, what else can I, what else can I share? What else yeah. can I, what else can I paint? Mm-hmm. Um, and I never intended to to read or share at the shows, which is kind of fun. This, this show really has, so the Kickstarter was amazing for so many reasons because I, I was, I created a professional video for it and I was able to, um, share the process and the journey in the video and kind of hook everybody in right away. So I just ended up with like hundreds of people that already knew what I was doing Mm -hmm. and that contributed to the Kickstarter and were excited about the show, the show, the show. So then when the show actually came, people came, you know, and I ended up having four shows before. Well, the show was the fourth show. So I had a little, um, during the Kickstarter, I had a little fundraiser and I thought, well, let me read something while, while we're here to these people. Mm-hmm. And I swear you could hear a pin drop. It was so quiet. People mm-hmm. were just completely um, riveted by this, by the speaking. And then afterward they said, oh my gosh, that was amazing. And so I thought, oh, okay, I guess I'll be reading at the shows. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that has definitely become part of it. So now I speak a little bit about what I'm doing, whatever's happening at the moment, it's always different. And then I read some pieces and I change them up. Sometimes I read a fresh piece in the middle. I start with the same one because I feel like it's important. And then I change up the middle and I end with the, the same one every time. And I really enjoy doing that. And it, it always, people always comment about it. So that's, and I also added, so I have um, an experience. I know you didn't ask me this question, but I, I feel like telling you anyway. Please. Um, I have one thing that I experienced, this was intentional. So, um, and important, I was coaching, um, with the amazing Deanna Nicole Baxter, I'll just Mm -hmm. say it out loud. And, um, she always wanted me to do rage work and I just Mm -hmm. resisted a little bit because I'm like, I am not an angry person. I don't feel like I need to rage. And, um, kind of in the middle, maybe three or four months into this painting, I, I was, I said, all I want to do is draw myself in black, scribble all over it and stab my art. And she said, wow. She goes, okay, well, let's do that. And she said, maybe we should do some rage work. And I was like, okay. And then she said, I said, I'm eating like crazy and I feel like it's getting worse and it's, I hate it. And the compulsivity, the compulsive eating is just Mm -hmm. out of control. And um, she said, when you're doing that, I said, I feel like I'm poisoning myself or hurting myself. And she said, when you're eating compulsively, you're turning the rage in on yourself. Yes. And when she said that, it just was like, oh, mm-hmm. I get it. I get the rage component now. I understand like there's no place for my rage and rage doesn't mean I'm mad at someone and I need to like express that. It just means there's energy, rage, energy that needs to be expressed. So we did a rage session and then we, we went away, we did it via zoom. And then I painted just a quick, ugly painting. And then we reconvened. And then she talked me through and I raged against my painting. And now that, so someone just, someone said, you should have a rage booth and show your, and I'm like, oh, this is a good idea. So this is like how the show and the experiences have, have come together because yes. someone will just give an idea and I'll be like, yes, I like that. And so I made a rage room and I, I, we, we recorded the rage session. So I took a little clip of that and edited it. And so there's a short, like minute long clip of me raging and people get to look at the painting. It's really intense and not for the faint of heart. But that's one of the experiences. Um, and then recently in my writing circle, I wrote um, kind of a a prayer. And 
I wrote it two ways. It's just, and I'm telling you this because this is just the process. This is how yeah. these things are happening. I, one day I was, I was like, I don't know what to write. And I'm like, soul, talk to me. And so soul was like, <laughs> I want to enfold you in unconditional love. I mm. want to reflect your beauty. I, and she, there's like eight things that soul told me she wanted to do. And so I wrote it all down. I'm like, huh. And, and the tagline was, you know, like, I want to allow me to reflect your beauty. You are worthy of healing. Mm. And I kept saying, you are worthy of healing. It was all about me being worthy of healing. So when I was done with the soul component, I thought I need to rewrite that in a, I allow. So it's like mm. me. And then I read both ways to the group and it felt like both ways were important. And that's what they reflected back mm. to me too. I'm glad you read both because it was impactful to hear soul and then hear you mm. claiming it. So I turned that into a healing experience. I recorded it and now I have a healing booth. So I feel really good about that because people get to do the rage booth and then they can go in the healing booth and it's just evolving. Like every, Amazing. It, it's, it's a process and it's, I think it's going to continue to evolve, mm -hmm. can, you know, just on and on and on until, until I don't know what. <laughs> and I love this process. It's really fun for me to yeah. bring it out experience it with people and then um get the feedback take something in and create something new and just mm -hmm. add to it it's like it's alive I was gonna really say I feel like it's a very I, and I think that's what art ends up doing it becomes its own energy it becomes its own life force and it becomes its own living breathing experience and you keep growing and evolving and mm -hmm. so it also sounds like you're adding and weaving as you keep evolving and expanding into it which I think makes the coolest art out there right because as we keep evolving and our story keeps evolving so does the art and then the experience keeps evolving and it just keeps growing and it keeps rippling out so I'm very excited and you talking about the rage and I know in the work that I've done for you know nearly two decades now the rage is typically an emotion I think most people suppress and don't have an outlet and it's not an acceptable emotion in the world period and we can see what's happening with oppressed rage and all of that happening in the world right now um and suppressed rage yet I know it's really for women that is not an acceptable or a place that most women allow themselves to go yet when we go there we break free of so much and like things that we didn't even know, like we were holding down or pushing down or holding in or, you know, all of that it just comes right up. So as you were talking about like this journey and I feel like that's what your art is too. Like there's a breath, right? And I think in this world, we're all trying to like, everyone's trying to reduce people down. I think we're starting to get to the end of people and starting to open up to that conversation more and more. Thank God it's about time where true, where two or more truths can simultaneously exist, which I'm grateful for. And as you're talking, that's what I hear is like, you're showing the breath. Like our lifespan is a breath. We're not one note. We're not one texture. We're all of it. It all lives inside of us, all of it whether we ever tap into it or not, that is our journey to find out where we tap, how do we tap, what do we express, where do we hold ourselves back, all of that. But the reality is it's all in there. I say, usually while I'm talking, maybe after I've read a piece or two, um, I say, 
I say something to the effect of, you know, don't, don't feel sorry for me. Like I'm sharing this with you because this is part of how I feel. I'm a happy person. I'm, you know, I have all the feelings and I'm just sharing these with you. I don't want you to walk away thinking, oh my God, poor Cheryl. And I don't think anyone thinks that. Yeah. However, I want to make sure they, they know it's the all Mm -hmm. it's the end, you know, I feel this way and I feel that way. And if we're being honest, we all have all of this inside of us. I just happen to be sharing it with you complete strangers, you know? Oh my gosh. I so know that. I know that I go on the stage, you know, in LA and we share such vulnerable, real, honest pieces, right? We're out there and then (laughs) people come up and they're like worried. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like this piece is like, it's just the go, but it's, it also just reflects the emotional, um, what I want, the emotional climate, right, Mm -hmm. that we're still in. Um, And I think that that is broadening through our conversations. I definitely think art is doing that. And I definitely think um, we're finding that way. And on a very global, you know, level, the narratives are coming to more all more ands, like we're starting to get out of dualities, like right and wrong. Um, and get into more of like, oh, wow, they actually both can coexist, right? And so as you are just creating this and also like an artist, it is so interesting, um, people's interpretations of it, right? right. And right. that's the other thing I think as artists that we don't talk enough about. And I think as new artists or people putting themselves out there, it's the conversation that doesn't get talked about too, is how to prepare yourself. Because once it's out there, it is a living, breathing thing and you have birthed it. I feel that it no longer is mine. That's me personally. When I'm ready to share something publicly or on the stage or my art, it no longer lives in me, right? Like my ownership was the gestation and the creating and the mess and like all that. But once it's out there, it's its own thing, right? But people have their interpretations. And I think art, that's what it does. Like it's provocative. It can stir. It can provoke. Like it just like stirs up and then people sometimes put it all back onto you. But I also think they're trying to process, right? All this stuff that I think emotionally we're not, have not been um, like having the language and or the space and or being popular rhetoric to navigate emotions. Mm-hmm. And here we're like, here you go. We're going to crack you open. Right. Exactly. And even the art itself, you know, I, I've, I'm like, I'm one, one man said to me, um, this was before the first big show. It, it was a man. And he said, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. And he said, I don't want to cross any lines. And I'm like, dude, there are no lines. Like, <laughs> you know, this right. It's like, there are no, there are like very, I don't, I can't even think of a line at the moment. However, I have detached myself from the art where you just said, you know, once you put it out there, it's its own thing. Like, I'm not looking at the art saying, oh, those are my boobs and that's my belly. And, you know, yes, but not like, oh my God, don't look at me. You know, like, obviously I put it out there. It's a thing, but it's not like me. I don't feel like I'm showing everybody what I look like naked at all. And maybe some people don't really understand that. It's yeah. like, no, I just used myself as a vehicle. You were amused. And the photography and the it's, it's exquisite. It really is. I remember seeing those images before the art show became the art show. Oh, they were so beautiful and raw. And you could just feel like I thought it was incredible. 
I remember having a sneak glimpse at a few of those images and they were just incredible. And the mirror that you did them and the lens and like the vulnerability through the rawness, through like, they just it just was, your daughter did an amazing job too of like getting that party started over there with those images. Cause I was like, wow. And it was so true. Like it was through her lens and right. It's like so often we get so stuck in our internal lens and if it looking and being a certain way and we see ourselves a certain way, right? Because of that lens. Yet when somebody else, it's like, wow, just shifting a perspective changes everything. Everything. Yeah. And how your daughter had such tenderness and such love and such beauty and like, oh, it's so rich. Someone said that right there. I could never do have my daughter take photos of me like that. And when I think of all the things that I've done to get here, that's a lot of people just don't, don't have, I don't want to say don't have the courage to do, but they're just not, they're not doing these things. I am just doing it. I am like, okay, I'll do that. Okay. I'll do that. You know, I, I know I'm brave and courageous and I kind of take for granted that the, the, um, my willingness to just Mm -hmm. do so when I look back at everything that I've had to do to get here, it's like, Oh boy. Okay. Um, you know, so just even doing a photo shoot with my daughter is something that so many people couldn't even do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm glad that, that I'm doing, you know, that I'm doing it. I can't imagine a world where you didn't show up this way. Like us not to have this art show, us not to have this experience out in the world, us not to have this book, like you had to do the work, right? Like you had to dive to those places because you were ready and you were wanting and yes, it started out messy and yes, there was no agenda and then it became something. But truly you as the artist, the lens had to come, the conduit had to come. Mm -hmm. And I think this is why so many people hold themselves back because you know, we don't need to go and not everyone's going to go take um, photos of themselves. That doesn't, but the places that artists are willing to go is why it, they can go so deep. And why people resonate with them is because where they go to create the art mm. and it is quite healing. And I know that you just keep going there. And I also know being surrounded by other artists, by other great, mm-hmm. courageous people, by you're in your writing circle, there is community. Because I can tell you, being out in the world so long and being a single person and being a creative and entrepreneur, when you're not surrounded, it is very hard to even be in the space to even be curious enough to like what that would look like. Yes. And so it really is about who are you spending time with? If you want to get more creative, if you want to get like those places, like who do you spend your time with? How do you explore more? Like, because it, not everyone can because they're also not exposed to it and they're not in a space that they're like, oh yeah, you can do well, that. And I'll hold you and I see you and like, yes, keep going. I, I, I was gonna, you read my mind because I was going to say that it was intentional for me to join the circle. And being in being, be, I mean, I've, I've been creative for a living, you know, I've been a textile designer for my whole adult life. So I've, I've been in creative arenas where people are encouraging me and all of that to be creative and, and responding positively to my creativity, but this is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. And I intentionally surrounded myself and befriended these amazing women who witness 
with such love and such presence and share their creativity also like mm -hmm. that is a gift in itself. And I know that I would not have done this without that. Mm -hmm. I, I know 100% without the, the circle of mm -hmm. women that I, that I'm with, I would not have, I wouldn't even have had the idea to do it. Like you said, yeah. you know, it's so, and that, thank God that I, that I have that, that I, yeah. that I you, sought that out, that I yeah. found it, went for so, it, that I showed up every day and even it was hard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, you, um, you said the word witness and I think it's a really powerful word. And for those who don't know, I just want to elaborate a little bit on that for witnessing as when we take, like we speak from the eye and we, see people for their wholeness, for the gift that they're bringing, because we're so, especially women and, and anybody, but I, I can speak specifically for like for women is we're so used to being looked at and being judged for our appearance or for what we do. That's a lens which we live our lives through often as being looked at, right? And it's often a critical eye, not as other women, but how we look at art or when people ask for feedback, it's like, there's this connotation that it's like, they're looking for critique and witnessing is not about critique because it's not about perfecting somebody's art. It's about hearing their story. It's about hearing their voice. It's about holding the energy and the space for them to speak what they need to be, no matter how messy or imperfect, it's not about being pretty. And it's really hearing what we call with soul eyes. Um, and if we don't have environments, because I think I, I can speak from this from other industries and whatnot. As you ask for feedback, people love to give opinions. Mm -hmm. And I think it can squash, especially newbie artists or those who are just dipping their toe and trying to learn, is that people come with the harsh criticism. And it's like when we step into new territories, and this again comes back to what I was saying at the beginning about being curious. We don't adults don't give themselves space to be curious. And they don't give themselves space to be novices and to not know and to be messy and clumsy and not have it good. And then I think one more step with that is when they do and they share it with somebody, often that person can give criticism mm. versus see the bravery that it took, see that the vulnerability that they took and look at it beyond good or bad, right or wrong is that, whoa, you went there to a new level. That is what witnessing looks like. And I think having those kinds of communities, especially with artists and creatives and those who are trying to step into that and have, be brave and bold to explore that, it can be hard to share when it's so raw and tender to those who don't understand or know how to witness first, give critique and feedback. So yes to all of that. And I feel like literally it's it's like they're mesmerized and they're just listening and they're they're blown away by the the courage they're like mm -hmm. oh my god so there's something about the way that i'm i'm yes. performing that is is organically commanding mm -hmm. witnessing and i feel witnessed and that's part of the probably the biggest healing aspect of this for me is that i get to be witnessed in yeah. my pain and my art every time. So that's exciting for me. Just so exciting. And people get it right. When you go there, people feel it. That's the difference, right? Like when you're in that space and you go there, it's palpable. You you can't help. You're like, Whoa, you're mesmerizing, right? Like that's just what happens. I have a question for you. Yes. You want, do, do you have anything you want to share? Do you have a piece you can share with us? 
I do. I do. I have. Um, so I, I, I think I mentioned that when I read, I, I start with one piece and then the middle change, I change it up yeah. for a fresh piece here or there. So I do have a fresh piece that's kind of about the struggle with all the information that's out there about food and all of that. I'll share it with you if you like. I would love it. Yes, please. Oh my gosh. I'm very excited. Yes. All right. I called it paralyzed. I'm not mm. sure if that's what I want to keep it, but at the moment, that's what I named it. Mm, all right. I'm so excited for this. I don't trust anything they say about food. Mm. Eat protein, lots of protein, but don't eat meat. Be vegan, but don't eat beans or seeds or grains or tomatoes because of lectins. Don't eat processed food, but drink this powdered protein shake. Avoid sugar spikes. Don't eat fruit. Well, only raspberries and blueberries. Eat small meals throughout the day to keep your metabolism going. No, eat only three meals a day with no snacks and do it within an eight hour window. Practice intermittent fasting. Limit carbs. Do keto, but not too keto because you don't want to fuck up your liver. Did I mention eat lots of protein? Food is fuel. Food is fuel. Food is fuel. I'm trying to create a new relationship with food. Eat lots of protein. Fuck you. Do food prep. Eat oats for breakfast with two scrambled eggs, salad with chicken and soba noodles for lunch, and salmon with asparagus and rice for dinner. Every day for a week. Then we can switch it up. Fuck you. We need to detach from food. Detach from thinking about food. Mm. All I can think about is how pissed I am that I have to eat the same exact thing every day. Can I switch up the vegetables? I didn't ask for this. You can't be trusted right now to choose your own vegetables. After you're stabilized, we'll switch it up and you'll even have a cheat day. Mm. Cheat day. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. There must be another way. There must be a way to make peace with food, to allow it to be fuel for my body and still love it. A way to plan meals and not feel guilty for being excited to eat. Am I not allowed to be excited to eat? Are healthy people excited to eat? Do healthy people care about their food? Do they want it to look pretty or are they indifferent? I'm not sure I can ever be that person. I'm not sure I want to be that person. I'm allowed two glasses of wine per week and one dessert. Thank you. And when I enjoy them, am I supposed to feel like I'm cheating? Mm. How did it get to the place where an apple is not a healthy snack? Mm. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. No? Snack on this protein powder. Don't these grains have lectins? How did it get this way? Foods that grow naturally aren't good for us? Literally, what the fuck are we supposed to eat? Mm. I'm having a hard time getting on board with all of this. And if it is true, then we're fucked anyway. Every bit of information out there is balanced with a contradiction. I don't trust anything they say. Mm -hmm. Here. Take this blood test, which will tell us about your gut health. Gut health is everything. Yes, it's $800 and no, your insurance doesn't cover it. Well, awesome. Because my lack of funds is only one of the reasons why I want to eat the house on a daily basis. Oh, but honey, it doesn't matter what your dress size is. Just be happy and love yourself as you are. Never mind that obesity increases your risk of heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, fatty liver disease, 
and decreases the probability of being in a romantic relationship. Everything in moderation. Moderation, like a cup of ice cream instead of a pint or a handful of chips instead of the whole bag. Oh, but my brain, it's releasing dopamine and apparently I like that. I like it a pint's worth. I know, dairy is not mm. good for me, but isn't it cheat day? Mm. Yes, chill. <laughs> I cannot. That piece. Oh, mm. the journey of the foods, the contradictions, what's out there, what's healthy, what's not, what we go through. Everyone's an expert. Everyone's telling you what to do. Everyone knows that you're, oh my gosh, just all of it. Oh, mm. that piece. You know that he speaks to me deeply. Oh, mm. wow. And this is a new piece? Um, Fairly new. I yeah. wrote it a couple months ago. Yeah, it's not in the book. So mm -hmm. I consider it new. It's not in the book. It's new. It's new. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you think you'll put it in the art show at some point? Yes, I might. And it might be in the next book. Who knows? Cheryl. It's so good. I cannot. Thank you. Yeah. And where you go and that you are willing to go there and to say, you know, what needs to be said and what needs to be said for you. Um, like all of that, you, that journey of what health even means, right. And cheat days. Am I supposed to feel guilty for this? Like it is just so chaotic and messy out there at this that nobody knows. Nobody knows. Not even the professionals know. Oh, thank you for sharing. I just feel like such a treat. Thank you. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Oh my gosh. Yes. Ooh, I have chills. I have chills from that piece. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So what is next for you in the show? Well, um, I just had my first road show in Miami, which I definitely want to take this show anywhere that it, that someone will oh have God. me. How amazing. Um, and it's happening organically. Someone just said, we need to bring this to Miami. And then we did it. It was a, a lot of work and a lot of money. So, you know, when you're talking about art, I always went into this thinking, yes, I want to be doing this. Like, I'm clear that this is mm -hmm. what I want to be doing. And I want it to be able to support me so that I can do this full on. Yeah. And at the same time, I don't want to monetize it. Like, oh, I need to do X amount of shows and have this mm -hmm. many workshops to make money. Because I don't, I just don't want that energy behind it. Mm -hmm. So I'm waiting for the magic to happen there. Um, right now, I'm, I have another show coming up in LA. The Chamber of Commerce, LAX Coastal Chamber of Commerce is Amazing. sponsoring the show for me, which I'm hope, and it might be at Otis College. That's not for sure yet. That's so incredible. That in January. And then um, someone said they would bring me to Austin. So I've got to follow up with that. I'm hoping that will happen. Um, and I would love to get to the East Coast. I'm from mm -hmm. New England. I would love to get there. I would love to do four four far away road shows mm -hmm. and then as many local shows as I can do. Um, and something really awesome happened, which is what just keeps happening. Yes. Uh, last week, I went to um, a party and a woman there that I know, she's a principal of a, a middle school in Whittier. And she said, I want to bring you to my school. And I was mm -hmm. like, what? And then I 
she said, I want to do an assembly. Can you do an assembly? And she's like asking me if I could, how long is the show? Can you make it an hour and a half? Can you do three back-to-back assemblies? I want to bring all my girls in, in three sessions. And I'm like, wait, how old are they? And so I'm, I'm figuring out how to make it appropriate for middle school kids. And she's like, and I can pay you. And I'm like, come on, and you can pay me. Um, so now I'm really thinking about this could be a thing going into mm-hmm. schools and sharing because I feel like that's where it all starts when you're mm-hmm. you're that tender age. Yeah. So going to do this in December. And hopefully this is going to springboard into uh sharing with schools because getting the girls while they're young, there's so much self-harm mm-hmm. going on right now. And, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's where a lot of this body image stuff begins. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, that feels so exciting to me and so fulfilling. So I would love to have that be a component of what I do. Amazing. Um, and I'm, I'm building workshops also. Um, Amazing. By- the body talk virtual workshop that I offer that I'm going to be doing like probably every other month. I'd love to do one a month if I have enough people and then I'm building, I'm going to build retreats and um, other stuff. You know, it's all just oh my gosh. building as we go. And if people will put your contact information will be on the show notes. So anybody looking to contact her, anyone wanting to bring her show, learn more about her show, I will make sure you have all the details. You can check her out, go there, you reach out to her, you know, um, you, they'll be able to contact you through that. Mm -hmm. I just love this so much and going to the schools and just the doors that keep opening for you as you stay open. They have like, like just, it's very, very exciting. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Thank you. As we wind down for a little bit, I'd love to know a few more questions. I'm just going to rapid fire them. Sure. What edge are you pushing up against right now? Like, where is that place for you that you're like hitting it right now? If I'm being super honest, which is what I do, um, you know, I'm, I, after I did the Miami show, I'm like, am I just a big uh, liar? Like I wasn't feeling very good about myself mm-hmm. physically. Um, and I thought, am I, is anything happening for me? You know, am I healing? You know, all of this stuff, I was questioning myself. So I'm in that mode right now of like self-judgment mm-hmm. and it, it never ends, you know? And I said that it actually said it in the show. I said, you know, I could completely get to a healthy weight, but then I'm going to have wrinkles and I'm going to have this saggy chin and I'm going to have all these other things that I have to love about myself or make peace with. Mm-hmm. And it's a never ending process. So I think that's the edge I'm going to hit up against mm-hmm. constantly. <laughs> right now it's on super, it's, it's super firing and um, I'm dealing with it. I hear you. And how do you navigate it? Like what or how do you, when you go to those really hard moments, the judgment is really loud and the voices are like just there. They, no matter what you do, they are not going away. How do you navigate that? I, you know, part of me knows there's that. And again, Mm -hmm. it's like part of me knows that I am 100% perfect just perfectly imperfect, just Mm -hmm. the way I am. And I can really sink into that. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of me that just judge, judge, judge with a hammer, you know, a giant hammer, um, she gets really fierce. And I just go back to the one who knows Mm -hmm. and, and 
converse with her and, you know, I have so many tools in my toolbox. I read a lot. I have these women that I turn to. I have friends that I talk to. Um, I tell the truth and believe it or not, that's, that's, that's a thing. If I pretend that I'm okay, that's, that doesn't help when I say pushing it aside and yeah. I say, I feel like crap. You know, when we got on the call today, you said, how do you feel? Well, I go, I'm being honest, you know, and yeah. telling the truth. It, it's liberal. I feel better now than I did before, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm telling the truth. What do you wish every woman knew? I wish every woman knew the magic that she has inside of her because I, every woman has it. And, um, you know, we don't always access it all the time. You know, we get stuck in our own crap, but when we can access that magic, it's really a beautiful thing. And it's so unique to each person. So I I wish that every woman knew that she has magic and how to access it. Amazing. Right. And how to access it. Who are three women that you'd love to give a shout out to right now? Christina Dunbar, for sure. That woman has just changed my world mm-hmm. with her magic circles and her reverence for art and soul and truth and storytelling and all the good juicy stuff. And she's just connected me to all these amazing women that I know now. Mm-hmm. So I love her with all of my being. Um, Deanna Nicole Baxter, who is just a powerhouse woman, coach just human being she Mm -hmm. is beautiful and impactful and so deeply spiritual and loving and she's such a mirror for me when when she when she expresses back to me me it's like whoa where's this all coming from but she makes it real so I don't know she just has a gift for doing that um and I want to say my daughter Mm. because she's my greatest joy. She just, you know, when I, when you said, what would you want every woman to know? I want her to know how magic she is. I don't think she quite knows Mm -hmm. yet. She's so magical and she can, she just has a way. It's hard to explain. She's so unique and I love her so much. And I, I just want to shout out to her and her uniqueness. She's very unique and beautiful Mm -hmm. and um, young. And I just want her to know her magic. Oh my gosh. So exciting. We will make sure these women are linked to the show notes, um, and some way to give them a shout out, go check them out. Um, two of them are guests on the show, Christina and Deanna. Uh, so you'll also hear their interview and our conversations throughout this, um, the season. So stay tuned for that. Cheryl, it has been such a pleasure. I am so grateful for you, for you going to the depths of your soul, for you being brave to rewrite the story with your body and the weaving of self-love and body image in this like web that we live in. And then the art that you shared today and this just like visceral, palpable expression of like what the noise is out there like you just bring it in so it's so like like I say palpable you can feel it so thank you for sharing that piece with us thank you for being here 
I adore you. Please check out her show. What is the name of your show? We didn't even, oh, I think I said at the very beginning. What's the name Flesh of your show? Soul. Flesh and Soul. It's called Flesh and Soul. I'll make sure all the links are in the show notes. So go check her out. Hit her up if you have a space or you know how to get her show there. If it speaks to you, share it far and wide. The message needs to come um, to all those who are waiting for it. And it's just really exquisite, the whole experience and her book. So go check her out. Cheryl, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, Christina. <laughs> Thank you for being here and joining us week after week. You are the lifeblood of the show and why I come back. If this podcast resonates with you, share it. Be the spark plug of inspiration that somebody needs today. And if you're loving it, then come join us at our after party where I'll be answering your questions and celebrating all the ways that you're going beyond your own edges. Think of it as a playground for you to practice all your new bold moves. You can join our after party by clicking the link in the description. Okay. That's what I have for you for now. I'll meet you back here next week. And until then, go be bold and evoke something bigger. Mm-hmm.